Welcome to episode 20, chapter 20 of the Content Performance Culture book podcast. I'm your author, Christoph Trapp. Let's talk about getting in a rut and how to get out of it. Enjoy. Getting in a rut is so easy to do. And, you know, we go to work, we start at 8, we leave at 5, we have lunch from noon to 1, something like that. We go to meetings at certain times. This is how we do it. This is how it's always been done. And, you know, that's how it is. Uh, it's super easy to just kind of get into a routine. We we do that all the time as people. I'll give you an example. You know, a lot of times I go to the gym at 5 in the morning. And then that becomes a routine. I don't want to call that a rut. It's typically positive, right, that you go to the gym and at least are trying to be healthy. But, you know, that that can change too. Or let's say I go to the gym and, and I do the same workout. I'm not mixing it up enough. I'm also getting into a rut. And I thought about this topic even more when I was flying back and forth between North America and Europe for conferences and there was a bad winter storm in Chicago. So we thought we would rent a car, drive back, disregard the last um, leg home. And American canceled that and reimbursed. It was like $50 for that one leg. But we just kept going. We were in the snow. We were going slower and slower and slower. And, you know, but we were we were just going. That was it. Like, it's hard to stop forward movement until you really put your mind to it. And I finally stopped. And I'm surprised I made it so far. I mean, the the ice was thick on the windshield. Uh, I could barely see I was going like 50 miles an hour. The forward progress, it felt like we were moving forward, but we weren't even going on the best road. We weren't even going quite the best location. And so that's something to keep in mind. Just because you're moving forward doesn't mean you're making progress, right? Just because you're doing something. Don't mistake activity with results. And this is, I think, one reason why a lot of content creators, they get so hung up in creating content. Create, create, create all the time. And and I'm the first to admit, I do that too to an extent, right? So I'm I'm inviting people on my business storytelling podcast and I could make that a full-time job, just hosting the podcast. I mean, people want to talk about topics. Um, people want to come on. Uh, you know, I could make that a full-time job. And then I can also make it a full-time job blogging daily. And now my blog post right now, I'm at about a thousand word average, which is about twice as long as they used to be. Um, are they performing better than the shorter ones? Some of them are, some of them aren't. Uh, you know, I am not so sure it's all related to length. It's really related to the content. Are people searching for it? Is it answering a question that anybody has? Uh, you know, is it helpful? Is it useful? Is it interesting? So, but it is easy to get into these routines and get into these Uh, Let's call them ruts, and we have to get out of them. And the way we get out of them is we have to sometimes slow down and evaluate what it is that we're doing. You know, is this really the best strategy? Is this really the best way to drive results? 
And, you know, especially right now, things are changing so much. I mean, it used to be we should all be writing because that was the only way to rank in search. And then it was video, right? YouTube is owned by Google. When, when Google bought YouTube, now YouTube became the second biggest search engine on the web. So you had to have videos on there and you had to have good titles and especially how-to videos. So you kind of get into that rut. You, you keep doing what you've been doing. And especially when I go in and I'm working with teams, a lot of times what I hear is, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. And this is why we do it. And sometimes that's good, you know, as you're trying to figure out what's working, what's not working. But in some um, areas, their workflows, they're outdated and they need to evolve, right? So whether or not this is how it has been done or this is how um, something is being done, it really falls into the category of we're in a rut and how do we get out of it? And the way to get out of it is you have to slow down for a second. You have to think about it and, you know, then make choices to change what it is that you're doing. Now, the problem with that statement is it's super easy for me to say, but it's harder for teams to implement, right? Because teams have things to do. And until somebody looks at those things, they might never notice that they can be changed or should be changed. And that can be a challenge because let's say, you know, I have a demanding editorial calendar and all the stuff that's on this calendar already takes my full day. It's like, this is what I do. You know, that's the routine. I come in, I do this. And sometimes I have to work even late, even though let's be honest here, guys, working late doesn't necessarily mean more work gets done. Every once in a while, I've had these discussions with executives. You know, they would say, well, it's beneficial when people work late because then they do more work. And that is not technically speaking correct because they're not doing more. They're just not getting it done or they're, you know, or there's some barrier that they are not overcoming. So, for example, I remember a newspaper editor who worked, you know, 13-hour days. And to an extent, the reason they worked that amount of time is because during the day, there were all these meetings, meetings galore. So they couldn't actually get any work done, any editing, even though that's their title, until the meeting stopped around 4 o'clock or maybe 5 o'clock. So you have to figure out how do you get out of those um, meetings? How do you get out of the things that don't allow you to do the work that you need to do. And, and especially in content creation, content creation takes a tremendous amount of time. So one thing I started to do is take the business storytelling podcast, podcast episodes, and basically uh, use them as articles. So right before I recorded this show here, um, I took an episode with T Tamara Burkett she talked about um, how to follow up with people, and I wrote an article about it. And the article was pretty much structured in the form of the blog post, uh, the, 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 uh, the podcast. So a blog post, about 1,300 words, roughly. The podcast, like 29 minutes. And 
What's interesting about that is uh, it works as a blog post, but it took a while, right? So first of all, I had to listen to the podcast again, and I lo- listened to it at two two x the speed. So that was interesting. Um, I joked on Twitter at C Trap how you know podcast hosts not only have not only have to sound good in regular speed, but they have to sound good when their voice is sped up. So something to keep in mind. How do you sound when people listen at a faster speed? Um, I don't know how you can train for that. I don't know if you have any impact on that, honestly, but didn't think about that. I also don't know how many people listen to podcasts at faster speeds. Um, I typically wouldn't, but maybe sometimes um, that can be helpful. It certainly was then. And then I wrote about what I heard, made that subsections in, in different areas, and then I had to edit it, right? And then I did made a graphic um, in a, a graphic design program, and um, I uploaded everything, you know, and, and promoted the, the podcast. But all that took time. I mean, probably two hours, maybe three hours. I mean, I was doing other things in between. So the problem is that content marketing uh, and anything in any task in the content performance culture does take time. And if we don't pay attention, the time disappears. And, you know, this is um, what we did. And now we're out of time. And the other problem is that content creation can take as long as much time as you have. So if I have to get this done in in an hour, I might get it done depending on the task. I mean, not everything can be done in an hour. But let's say, you know, I need to get something done in an hour or two hours. Um, I will fill those two hours. And I've seen teams do that. They, they fill the time that they have. And if I have um, five working days to get it done, I might fill five working days. Now, is the product going to be much better? I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll have some things that I wasn't able to add in there in just a couple hours. But there's also the problem of filling the time that you have available. Um, You know, I mean, how can journalists write long articles in a couple hours? I mean, how does that work? You know, in an agency, you're building people 20 hours for them. I mean, how is that doable? I'm not saying that agencies are... are, um, dishonest in that case but basically you know how is that possible that somebody writes a long article that the same kind of article takes much longer in a different setting so there's some truth to that as well but keep in mind keep trying to evaluate and you know quite honestly here personal experience uh, it is hard like there are things I didn't notice that I was in a rut um, you know in projects and then you kind of have to be shaken out of it to an extent, right? So somebody has to say something to you or um, or maybe you can notice it somehow, but sometimes it's hard to notice. So um, that is another reason why you need to have a good team, um, a good team that talks to each other, that collaborates together, and that helps you get out of that rut and evolve your workflows, evolve your thinking, evolve um, everything that can help you be more successful with your content, with your strategy, with your business. I'm Christoph Trapp. This was another episode of the Content Performance Culture book podcast. The book certainly is available on Amazon worldwide. If you are located in the United States, feel free to um, order a signed copy. I'm currently offering them only in the United States. Um, This 
includes shipping and handling and all that. PayPal.me forward slash CTRAP, C-T-R-A-P-P-E forward slash 12. I'm Christoph Trapp. Thanks for listening. Until next time.